0: The college football
1: season is coming back and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours Truly, obi Moniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports
2: Podcast Network. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. Keys to the City, baby. When well, you see us so you know. I crossed up
0: really by Kobe. we'll float to Shaq, and, the and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Podcasting. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. So what you saying, what saying, but Speaking I of those sh- ladies. But I,
3: but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't make credit. Pre- I didn't make I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. See, there's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now.
0: Streaming everywhere.
3: Hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G Men. I am Big J, joined by Joe Guayas, Sean Hanlon, and King Zay. And Monday night it was an in intense one. It was a close one. sadly the Giants came away with the L. Well I I, I mean going into the 10 point favorite on the road to win by three. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. But I mean, we all see the holes in the Giants and they've been pretty much the same holes all year long. But I mean, to go out there and compete, I understand the Chiefs aren't the same Chiefs as last year. They're still coming but they're still coming off a super business going to the Super Bowl and go on the road. Everyone thought this was going to be a Get right game for them. They were going to blow the Giants out. Giants came out and competed with, uh, I mean, as banged up as they are. Daniel Jones, I mean, played great. I mean, you can argue he he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. So, I, I mean, for all the Giants, uh, this has to be the moment where the, the Daniel Jones slander has to stop. Because, like I said, he went out there and he went toe for toe. It was a heavyweight battle. And he went toe for toe with Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, Joe, I know you, I know you're very upset, not as uh, I mean more upset than me, so your thoughts coming out of the, uh, off that game.
1: They stink. This is just a bad <laughs> game. This is a team that plays every week to not lose football games and in doing so ends up handing the game over to their opponent. I mean, the, the Giants ran 56 plays in this game. The Chiefs ran 77. Give Pat Mahomes 77 chances against you, and you're going to lose. Everything I talked about last week, converting on third down, terrible. Getting off the field on third down, mediocre. Time of possession, destroyed. Got pressure on the quarterback. And, and then, look again, the, the, Joe, Judge, the Joe Judge discipline. We're gonna play smart discipline back to basics football. When? When is that gonna happen? These guys play stupid. He clearly doesn't have anybody's respect in that locker room. I mean, every week, bonehead play after bonehead play. Elijah Penny, you get the ball eight times a year. What are you celebrating? You didn't score a touchdown. This team plays undisciplined. If that's this guy's calling card, then he shouldn't be a head coach in the NFL. Because I don't know what else he does. Th- this yeah. was just another miserable, terrible loss. The kind that we've grown accustomed to. I talked about it the last couple weeks. This is a losing franchise. You throw the four Super Bowls out for the last 58 years. This is a terrible football team. Yeah. Every reason That's to win good. this game. And again, found a way to lose it. That's what
3: losers do. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. But also, when you have a first time coach like that, I understand that, that, that yes, like, I get what you're saying. Discipline and all that stuff. That, that was a con card. It's not. But you still have to learn how to win. And, and I mean, you. All these close you games coach to win, too. No, yeah, you, you're right, and, and you this gotta learn how to do that. But I mean, it, them being this close and the, the win, the stuff, starts they, were to go right, go, they were close all last year, but before. he hasn't learned yet. He hasn't learned how to win, or shoes and hand
1: grenades. I understand this is football,
3: yes. But I, I see it like you said, the Giants, they, they haven't been that great besides the four Super Bowls. But when you got a team that's close like this, eventually when things start to click. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in like two years, Elijah Penny's going to be like by the working way, on for a, Disney World. On a personal, on a personal note,
1: with the Giants down like nine deep in the wide receiver slot, all I needed Darius Slayton to do was make one catch to beat J.J. Vargas in fantasy. One catch. <laughs> and didn't even get targeted.
3: We got targeted Jesus. twice. No,
0: he he did get targeted. He did get targeted. It was a pick.
3: <laughs> oh, that's no, right. Yeah. I mean, he's been so disappointing. I mean, the way him and Daniel Jones Good thing we Jones kept everybody at the trade deadline. Him. That was brilliant. Yeah, but, I mean, back to my other point, I think this is a team that when stuff starts to go right for them, like, this is a team that's going to be great. Like, this is a team that will eventually, if you if you don't get too worried and you don't cut your nose off to spite your face, like I said a couple weeks ago, if you don't get scared, you throw, throw out the coach, this team, they're competing in games. So when stuff starts to click, it's going to be one of those Super Bowl runs. Don't get me wrong because this team is – it has all the talent there. It is just a coaching thing. And once Joe Judge learns how to coach well, learns how to win – I think this team is set. So I'm not as upset with this loss. Yes, I mean, you play to win the game, as Jared put. Yes, I mean, losses are are despicable. But, I mean, you, you, if you don't see how close they are, yes, it sucks when you're this close and you have an ability to win the game. But it, eventually, something's going to have to turn right and stuff's going to start clicking. And mm-hmm. when it does, this Giants team is going to be phenomenal and great and – it might not be this year. It, it might be it halfway this through year. next year. It's not this but year. <laughs> not it it this will year happen, sure. and the Giants will be at, at, back towards that top. But, Sean, I mean, what would you think of that game?
2: I agree with Joe. I mean, this it's just, <laughs> just a team that finds ways to lose. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, Jace. They have been close uh, all of last year. There's so many games that they could have won. I mean, this year already with Washington, the Falcons, and now this week. Um, but they're, bad teams find ways to lose. That, that's what the Giants have done. I mean, it comes down to the final two drives of the game. Uh, on offense, obviously, uh, you uh, – or excuse me, on defense, uh, first of all, you get the pick by Darnay Holmes, which uh, gets offset by – offsides by O'Shane Zimenez. And that one I wasn't too upset about because it was a hard count. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best at drawing offsides in the league. Still, you have to watch the ball not go offsides, but still, I mean, that negated an interception that could have gave us the ball in really good, uh real good uh, what am I, field position, which would have gave us either a field goal or maybe a touchdown. And then uh, later in that drive, we get a face mask of 15 yards. So that ends up being a field goal when we easily could have gotten off the field or gotten the ball to the offense with good field position. And then the drive after that, once we get the ball back, um, down three, they, they get two sacks and they violate our offensive line where, you know, they're only sending four-man rushes. They The one time they sent the blitz on that drive, they didn't even get home. They got it with the four-man rush two times. So the whole line held up pretty decent all game. And when it mattered most, they they gave up two sacks in just times where you can't give them up. So stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, in the first half, uh, I, I think it was our last possession of the first half, when we have third and – four third and four third and three and sterling Shepard is running a one yard route when it's a it's a drive where i think it was eight plays 80 something yards we drive right down the field and then it comes to that play like why why is that the play call i i've seen it too many times and i was listening uh to the the manning cast and michael strahan he asked the question he says why do uh, these receivers one run one or two yard routes when you have three or four yards to gain and then right there it happens so just inexcusable stuff that can't happen. I mean, Giants, they're not—they're in all these games uh, except for a couple against the Rams and the Cowboys. But, I mean, like Joe said, bad teams find ways to lose, and that's what the Giants are. The Giants are a bad team. So, definitely a disappointing loss. I mean, it definitely could have been a win, but um, just another blown opportunity by the Giants this week.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, talking about the play calling, yeah, those short little routes, I mean – It stinks. I mean, Daniel Jones was checking down a lot because, I mean, the Chiefs were playing over the top, didn't want to get burned. So I I, kind of get it. But, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. In situations you need – Sterling Shepard is supposed to be one of those guys, one of those guys who knows where the first down marker always is and and gets there. But, I mean, he just wasn't. And then also I think what was really terrible as far as play calling wise was – not the last drive. The drive before that, the, the Giants had uh, right after, it was right after they tied it up, and uh, just that la- the the four and out or n- not a four and out, but just three straight passes. Devin Booker. I mean, he wasn't getting the ball that much. I mean, he he, he was still drive. He still would get three yards. He averaged four yards per carry. He wasn't doing terrible, but to be. And you still have time. You're supposed to eat up the clock here and get yourself in there for it. So, I, I say it week after week. I, I don't like Jason Garrett. He's he's. I, I think he's the biggest glaring issue because, I mean, you got to run the ball there. Just set something up, even if it is getting three yards and making it a third and seven rather than a third and ten. But I, I mean, Zay, I, I know. You have been you, – you were really adamant about how terrible Joe Judge was, especially with his timeouts in this game.
0: Uh, completely. I'm, I'm not I'm mad at the players at all. I think the players did the best they could with what they have. Obviously, every week we got a different offensive line, different guys sneaking in because we can't stay healthy. You got no receivers. You have no running game. You had no receivers. So, the best – the players did the best they could with what they had. So, I can't be as much mad at the players as I am as the front office, and, uh, the people up top. I can't get – you know – whether it's a headset issue and you're not getting plays in, it's inexcusable to go both halves, to be at the end of both halves and have no timeouts at all. You put Daniel Jones in a very tough situation where now he has to drive the field. No timeouts, terrible offensive line against one of the best blitz-calling defensive coordinators probably in the game. We know firsthand from the championships that he's helped us win. So obviously... That was just a bad situation that you put your players in. And again, like I said, it comes down to Joe Judge. Whether you want to blame Jason Garrett and use him as the fall guy, like everyone seems to be doing, Jason Garrett is calling what he can call with what he has at the end of the day. He doesn't have much. You want to complain about the short routes? Well, tell them to block somebody block up front. They don't have enough time to, you know, run these long elaborated routes where players can get down the field. It just doesn't have the time for that. So he has to run some of these routes. Sometimes he has to give them different looks and make them think differently because they have no run game and they have no, Deep pass game, obviously, because they can't block. So the Giants really have no other choice but to do short, quick passes off the line. As far as like I said, the the front office has to change. I don't know what's going on here. They made no moves yesterday. I thought maybe if after the loss we'd be in a selling position. We seem to not even be in sell by a selling or buy position. We just seem to be standing still which doesn't make sense to me uh players i would have gotten rid of like I said Shepp- sterling Shepard sterling would have been gone and again he's injured now cannot help us for another two to three weeks for as far as we can see they don't know how far he- when he's going to come back and then obviously there's evan ingram who i would have got rid of but it seems like the giants might be just waiting for the some of the franchise to franchise tag him and keep him a little longer because they like to keep him part of their plans so i don't know what's really going on with this yeah. franchise i don't know which direction it's going in But I will say, like I said, I'm on Jason's side with this. I'm not really as mad as the team as they can be because the team, they're doing what they can with what they have. They're coming out, they're performing every week the best they can. And the problem is they're just not prepared enough by the coaches. If the coaches have to do a better job of preparing these players to play, and that's really what it comes down to. They're not prepared to play. You see it every week.
3: Well, I mean, not being prepared to play and losing by three, I mean – to just think about when they do get that little extra prepared, you know? That's what I'm saying. You got guys who come in every week. You got a new offensive lineman, some new guy. He's not
0: ready to play because, you know, he, he for some reason, he doesn't know where he's supposed to be or he's getting this penalty or he's upfield early on the screen or RPO because these guys just aren't prepared. These guys that are just popping in. It just doesn't make sense. What are you doing? What, what are we practicing only with starters? Do backups not get reps in practice? I don't understand what, how this happens. It's like, Joe, there's too many penalties. It's unexcusable, no matter who you are.
3: Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. that I, I mean, the, the weaknesses are, are, are the same. They've been the same all year, pretty much. So, I mean, for it to be a three-point game against the Chiefs and you still have those weaknesses, if they get it back up, I think this team can really contend. But, let's, I mean, be, let's be real easy it's on the Chiefs.
0: This is not the, the same championship Chiefs team. This is not the, they didn't go out there and play the team that was going towards the championship two years in a row. This is a completely different Chiefs team. This is a Chiefs not. team that's probably looking to redo things um, in the in the near future. I don't, I don't think this is the same team.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of redoing things, and you mentioned it, the trade deadline. Joe, are you surprised the Giants didn't make a move at all, or? How, how do you feel about it? No,
1: I mean, listen, if there was a team that was going to double down on garbage and go for it all again next year, it's this team. So, no, I'm not shocked at all. Not shocked at all. And, you know, look, I, I think it's important to note that um, I read something earlier, the uh, Giants fans, that they were getting a third rounder for Evan Ingram. I'll take anything take anything for him. He's really uh, yeah. played him played himself out of the offense. He doesn't have the trust of Daniel Jones. So, now you're going to definitely have to address the tight end issue uh in the in the in the near future. Kyle Rudolph's okay, but you know, this isn't Kyle Rudolph from 6 years ago because that guy was pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. This team has pieces, there're things they could have done, you know, and really kind of Focused on next year, but I think in their, I don't know, no blinders. It's, it's it's blinders. <laughs> I I don't know what else to tell you. This is a team that can't look itself in the mirror and be like, we suck. No, so, no yeah. we're this close. You're not this close. If you were this close, you would win a little bit more often than you're than you're than you're doing currently. They're the worst team. The, the, Record wise, the worst for years now.
3: All right, but I I, the the thing. All right, me? What do you mean? All right, office. Let me talk, and I can explain it. Okay, you're all writing me. What are you all writing me for? I know I'm right. My my deal with the trade deadline Um, is like like what I said a couple weeks ago. Like what Trevor said when he came on here. You 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 keep half assing a rebuild. I mean, if you're going to sell the guys that you can get some picks and actually do do a rebuild, it. I mean, or and give Joe Judge some time to to figure things out. I mean, if you want to keep these guys and give Joe Judge some time to figure it out, okay. But I mean, I, I, the thing with Ingram, like I know I've talked a lot of crap about him, but this year he's just not put in a position to succeed because he's he's being put as I mean, a, a, just a normal tight end, just a normal possession guy, running drag routes, running short stuff, and that's not what he is. He's one of the more athletic guys. He's a deep threat at tight end. There's no routes down the field that he's running. Just like what you said with the, the, the Michael Strahan quote from the Manning cast. I mean, he, this guy is an actual playmaker. He's an athlete. Sometimes he drops the football, but sometimes he can still also make those plays down the field. But you're calling him to do short little drags, short little curls, and, and stuff like that. I mean, we are talking about it after posting up last night Sean and Zay. I mean, th- thinking back to Daniel Jones's first game, uh, Evan Ingram had that big crossing route for a touchdown, and, and you aren't seeing those same plays called for him. He's he's being a normal tight end, running the little spot, the little curl, the little drag for like two, three yards, and and that's just not his game plan. But so, I- I- while I I don't like him, I, I think we should have got gotten at least something for him. Uh, I I get why he's not producing this year, but Sean, I mean, w- were you at all surprised about the trade deadline? The Giants not doing anything, not making any moves at all.
2: I definitely would have made moves if I was the GM, but I'm not. So I I'm not surprised knowing who is in that that uh, that seat because, like <laughs> Joe said, I, I think he's just content and thinks we're right there. I think he he thinks that we're contenders and that we're building something here and. Well, I mean, while we are close, while we do have some good young pieces, it's just we're we're miles away from being a top contender in the NFC or uh, or contending anywhere close to a Super Bowl contender, not even a playoff contender. So I'd, I definitely would have made some moves like you guys said. I mean, Evan Ingram, even if you can get a fourth or fifth round, because I don't even know if teams would give up a third round for him now. He's not even a part of our offense. He's he's absolutely disappeared from this offense obviously he had the touchdown but that's his only catch of the game um and like jay said they don't utilize him correctly he should be you know be sending on crossing routes and seam routes because he is a tight end that could be a mismatch against some linebackers and safeties and coverage but we don't utilize him to his strength so i don't see why we kept on to him i mean he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year could have got rid of rid of some cap space and if we're not going to bring him back then why not get some compensation for him but so it doesn't make sense um I mean, I, there's some other guys I know. I kind of agree with Zay. I mean, Shepard definitely could have been dealt. Uh, Slayton could have been dealt. Like, I mean, yeah, like, like Joe said, I mean, he didn't even have a catch last night. So, and I, he should be our – he's one of our only healthy playmakers now. Kadarius Tony went out again. So did Shep. No Galladay. No Saquon. He's one of the only healthy starters, and he's not even producing. So, I definitely could have got something for them, but I'm I'm really not surprised because Gettleman thinks this team is right there with the Rams and the Bucks in his little fairy tale land. But uh, he, we're just we're just not there. So they're not that far off. I'm not. We go yes. there. Yes. They're not yes, that they far. off. No, I see. I, I wouldn't say
0: they're that far off. And we have. I wouldn't seen, say
2: they're that close. We have seen what this
0: defense could be if they could get a pass rusher, and that offensive line could get healthy. If the team offense, as a matter of fact, can stay seventy five percent healthy at least, I think the Giants they'll be a contender in the NFC East. Like you said, I don't know if it's going to win the Super Bowl, but they'll be a good chance. They'll be in the playoff run. That, that's a, they have talent on that team. It's, the roster's loaded with talent. The problem is the talent is underperforming. And again, there's still some missing key pieces. Like you said, we need a pass rusher, which we probably should have made a trade for. And we need a solid offensive line. And Evan Ingram is a playmaker. I agree with Jace. They should be throwing the ball down the field to him right now. If you're going to convince us Giants fans that we need to keep Evan Ingram, put his ass out there, all the way out there, and throw him the ball. He's the tallest guy, one of the tallest guys on the field. He's one of the fastest guys on the field. Treat him like a receiver until we get healthy. Show me what he has. Maybe you lost, if because in my mind, if you lost all your trust in him last year, why is he still here? If he, You have to do something. Put him on the field. Let him go down the field and catch some deep routes. See if he could be anything worth anything for us. Because, like I said, he will be getting franchised. I re- I really do think he will be getting franchised.
1: I gotta tell you, I going into this season, still like Devin Ingram. I still I and and I said this last year. I mean, I thought the the, the I suggested that the Giants when they were pretty bad last year before they went on their late run that I thought Kyle Pitts might be a good pick for them. And they could move Engram out to the slot and really utilize him like you see Travis Kelsey and guys like that being utilized. So um, I, for the life of me, I wish I could understand why the Giants... I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm flustered and I'm and I'm <laughs> bewildered because again it's like dude and I've been saying this for weeks you got Daniel Jones, good-looking young quarterback. Why are you playing so conservative? Like, what do you have to lose with this guy? He's a playmaker. Let him make plays.
2: Wait, you know, I, I just for the
1: life of me don't understand it. Again, how does Darius Slayton have two targets? we Where's throwing the ball mm-hmm. down the sideline to Slayton? Or to Joe Ross or anybody.
0: Well, he did throw the Ross down the field. Ross had the big cuts down the field. how about
1: more Ross?
0: I but just, I mean, my how about God, more Jones. How about trusting Jones more? I think that's he, what I'm saying. But
1: again, to because to again, well. Isaiah, this team—they—they coach this team like they're six and 2 mm-hmm. Super conservative. Can't lose the game. You're, you're not. You're the opposite of that record. You you should be playing like the Chiefs play with reckless abandon. You gotta well, go I mean, for it, you gotta believe in your team, you gotta believe in your system. The Giants clearly don't. And again, the part that burns me up is when these idiots go on camera and they're like, nah, no, we're close. It's great. It's not.
3: It's not. Our heads. I, but even when I mean, e- even when. They they go they they do the aggressive play. Like I said earlier, that second to last drive for the Giants, just just three quick passes, three passes down the field. When you're in the middle of the field, Let me you are you driving a little bit, you don't the, run the football. The, the, once the last drive of the game, the last drive of the game. Yeah, that was just. Were was you else embarrassed? Else? Were you embarrassed
1: to be a Giants fan? Because I was. Oh yeah. yeah. You. You could have literally gone into the stands and found any 11 dudes and they would have done the same thing, not even gotten off a play. That was embarrassing. Again, goes to show this team isn't prepared. They're not – how do you not know how to run a a two-minute offense? Uh, you have no timeout and every practice hold with on. that
0: you hold on you you have no timeouts. you got no receivers you have a bang up offensive line and you have like i said one of the best coach defensive coordinators who are good at dialing up pressure that's what's going to happen you're not going to get off plays and that's on a four man rush that
1: wasn't on a four man rush and you know yeah, what we, everybody we have- else Everybody they else brought in the league would have got brought more
0: than four though, at actually. the end of the game. They were bringing more than four at the end no. of the game. No, no, they were, they were was the league, they they was bringing extra
3: – Bro, drive no, one four you, man had Dan, you had Chris Jones the, the get back to uh, turn on his clutch gene against five guys that it, it, in two seasons you could see working at like your hardware store down the street. The, the, that's the problem. I mean, you had one of but the they, elite – one elite pass rusher – Going up against these bums on the O line, and he was able to turn on the clutch gene and get get after it. And I mean, the, the, you saw you saw Nate Solder just get dumpster like just fly. It, it was ridiculous. That all, I mean, why is he still on the team? You can say all oh, you yeah, that was all on that O line at, at the end. I mean, you, you can say what you want about yeah, I, yeah, the timeout management. You can put a little bit on that, but that, that's down everything that. You got I, that, 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 a little bit. That's listen. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. affect
2: the O lines play, yeah. though.
1: Listen, it does. Not working headset. His right. his lack of discipline on this team. I, I mean, again, I I ask all of you, what is it that Joe Judge has done well so far? Made the run. What has he done well? What is he how has he changed the culture? How has he turned this team around?
3: anybody got anything no, they want to throw uh, out no, there dude, now i'd love to hear it compared to Shermer and mcadoo he's doing he's doing leaps those, those are not study. good examples i, I understand that who for first that. time head
0: coaches who didn't know squat <laughs> you're gonna compare him
2: uh, i know I, mean, I mean yeah at the at the end of last season i thought joe judge was the guy i, I thought that we had a couple wins at the end of the year we were close in every single game and i thought we were only going to go up from here and I mean, he, he showed us a good first year. He didn't really have all these mismanagement with uh, the clock and timeouts and stuff like that in his first year. There was actually a sign of hope for the Giants moving forward. And this year, it's literally just been all downhill. I mean, just terrible management with clocks and stuff like that and timeouts. Um, I mean, he has much more talent this year, and they, they're not a better team. So, I, I mean, you have, a gr- you have a great point, Joe. The, I, he hasn't shown anything to really change his team around, and there's – I there's no one th- good thing you could point to where you say, Hey, Joe judge can, you know, he's a great coach at doing this. So, I mean, I I definitely had hope for him at the end of last year, but this year he's just, he's, he's given us no, no reason to, you know, think that he's going to be a great head coach moving forward. And it, and it sucks. It's, it's disappointing because I, we thought we, he was the guy like Jay said, I mean, after Shermer and McAdoo, we thought it couldn't, can't get any worse. And I don't think he's been that bad yet, but it's, it's definitely trending towards that ter- or direction right now. The steps are going backwards. They're not going forward. I remember in December
1: of 2012, the Giants got beat up by the Washington football team, and they had nine penalties in that game. And afterwards, Coach Tom Coughlin described their performance as shockingly embarrassing. <laughs> so to hear Joe Judge come out in a similar situation and to say, or this close, is delusional and is not admitting reality. But you Deal with what close, you man. have. You, we have it's a discipline terrible. problem it's on bad, this football team, and he's a disciplinarian, and there's no discipline. Let's, That's let's, his big thing. So again, I ask you, what is he bringing to the table, Jace? Give me one thing.
3: I, I'm just... I, uh, okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, he, I think he needs a little bit more time to figure it out. He hasn't been a head coach. And I, I think. Well, with, with I will how, in misery for with the next how couple seasons while he figures has, it out. No, because, I mean, with how competitive this team has been, he, he's still going to be here for a little bit longer. He, he Wait, ain't going Let me away ask tomorrow. you a question.
1: When you say competitive, do you mean because they keep losing close games, too? Yeah, they're competing That's with
0: teams. That's not competitive. That's competing in his eyes. That's competitive. That's hanging.
1: That's hanging around and not getting blown out. That's all it is. They've, they've avoided getting blown out by mediocre teams.
0: No, I wouldn't say that because they were in a position to win last uh, Monday. They could have won. They're always, position, they're always in
3: position. To no, they they they're always in positions. No, they're hanging around. And and teams are just putting
0: up points and they're just scoring at the end and just keeping it close. No, the Giants are in positions to win some of these games. So yes. I agree with Jace. They're actually competing. There are some of these games that, like you said, they uh, can play, uh, play with mediocre is teams. Another win.
1: They okay. can play and lose to the Falcons by a point. The Panthers a couple uh-huh. years ago by a by a point. Eagles by a point. Hang with the Buccaneers by two points. I mean, come on.
3: You Isn't tired it? of that? Aren't you uh, tired of you, you got a team that's no, almost, because I understand. there's a growing pains, and there's a learning mm-hmm. curve, Race. and we're seeing it unfold. Race.
1: This has Race. been a pretty steady thing since 2017. I'll remind you, it's the year 2011. It's 2021. 2021. Yeah. I wish it was 2011. <laughs> yeah, 2011, the good old days. There you go. That's what was on my mind. Thanks for correcting me, Isaiah. But this team, it's it's been. We sat through the 17, 18, 19, 20, miserably. Threw through 21. Five years of we're turning it around. It's getting better. We're close to watch this team go somewhere between four and 12 and six and 10 every single year. We're close. We're close. We're close. Okay, sure. We're patiently waiting. I've been as patient as anybody. I like Daniel <laughs> yeah. Jones. I've been a Daniel Jones fan. I, I defend Saquon Barkley.
3: Look, look,
1: yeah. a giant, giant I've, I've been on Evan Ingram up, up until a few weeks ago. They, they need well, him now more than ever. Where is he?
0: But Giants fans were spoiled. I, I'm sorry. Spoiled.
1: Uh, I, we suck. I, no, we convinced, no, convinced ourselves. We convinced ourselves we're the I, we I lie. not argue
0: with that. We suck currently right now. But if you would take almost any other team in the NFL, you go through their history, minus maybe a couple of teams, and you go through their history. A lot of them really suck too, and they don't have as many championships to show for it. So, I mean, Who? we have to have give four, me an To have two. Relative. Tell
1: me, give me a team that, that you're the thinking Cleveland
0: about. Cleveland Browns. The San Francisco 49ers. They've had well, good. Well, hold on. Let's start, let's start
1: from scratch. The the Giants, the Browns, and the Lions you are the garbage face. franchises of the NFL. To
0: 2010, I think the 49ers maybe had two good seasons.
2: You make that face, two or three good seasons. They made the I mean they made the Super Bowl one year. Uh, they made their Super That's Bowl great. twice. We also made it
0: we the- made it we made it three times. We won twice. And that's from what I'm saying. 80s, we get a little spoiled to the mid-90s. They we have one every
2: decade. Yeah. We they have one of the best school. dynasties in football. I agree with the Browns. Yeah. That, there the Niners are so many, was a You could take the Indianapolis
0: Colts. Other than the Peyton Manning years, what more do they really have? You could go Johnny through that United. whole franchise. You probably have to go back almost to Johnny Unitas. Yes.
1: Yeah, see, when I was a kid, the Colts that's were far, a joke. But, but the Colts, the Seahawks, jokes. Absolute joke The Patriots
0: before Tom Brady were a joke of a franchise. So every... As I said, if now you, they you have six out, Super Bowls. If you take right. out every team, if you take, yes, they have six Super Bowls. Yes, and they we're made up one of those years.
1: franchises.
0: If you take out every team, you could, almost every team, you could point out maybe 12 teams in this league, 12 to 15 teams who've just, just as bad as the Giants or worse when it comes to overall okay. records.
1: But in the last five years, nobody comes close but except for the fact that no matter. we have yeah. won
0: a championship oh, okay. in every decade. We are spoiled that we've well, all play, of those teams, teams that are get on better.
3: the top. We're gonna suck for a while. And have those diamonds. How? Are they switching through coaches in, like, three and five years? How often is that happening? We don't – this is no. the
0: first time we've ever done this this no, much. No, I Giants understand
3: that. Keep, you, you got like to
0: uh, Another franchise who keeps coaches forever have been that way. Recently has been the only time the Giants have made this many turnovers at coach. We've never really done it this much before. I think we've probably had between 90 and 2000 – well, until Coughlin was gone, we probably had four or five coaches, I believe. Well. Uh, uh,
3: <laughs> I'm alright yeah. Alright but, uh, but I mean even The, the thing with the that, Giants is I mean besides Parcells and Coughlin then No <laughs> one's been there longer than Six years and those are the only guys That, that won Super Bowls I'm,
0: Again I think
1: the Giants right, so don't I, have hold That on. many I coaches see, in their I history. see Sander what? complaining right now about The fact that they've gone 25 years Without a Super Bowl this but true. but that's a team that wins like eleven games. A okay, lot. A Do you want to win a
0: playoffs and go to the playoffs every year and lose you in the first you round? Can't, you Would can't you prefer if to you go don't to play eleven games you every year and lose in the first again. round every year? Yeah, well, I can't say every year, but majority I want to
1: start by winning eleven games. In a season, and then Uh, we'll talk about where we're going in the playoffs and I'm fine
0: fine with a wild card team. My team wins wild card and they win the championship. I'm fine with it that way too. So it's It's look here's the thing.
1: Best case scenario this year. What do most people have the Giants pegged at? Nine and eight if everything went well? does does that make
0: you proud? No, it doesn't. The Giants have never been a team to me, other than, like I said, that one year they had 11 and 5. Yeah, but why of, can't you know, win they that huh?
1: Why can't they win more games? Why do Why do you want well, the Giants to go 9 yeah, and 7? Oh,
0: again, you could be a franchise that has never seen your team win a championship and compl- and win 10 games a year. Which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the team that... I want to never- win 10 games a year. No, I, I'd rather my team...
2: I'd, I'd rather do... Bo- why can't with- we do both? Why can't we be a consistently good team every year and also have those championships in our back <laughs> pockets? Like that's because New York not so want to do region. that. In New York, yeah, it's, not gonna do do that. That. No,
3: it's not going to happen. <laughs> you can't keep just like doing this half-ass rebuild stuff. Like I mean, again, dude.
1: Here's listen. Here's the here's the thing. You take out the four Super Bowls, and there's about what five playoff appearances in the last thirty years outside the Super Bowl championships. You can't it's feast out. or famine. I, think- I i i don't i don't like that. I think you could build something sustainable. I mean, Eli Manning was around for what fifteen years?
2: Mm-hmm. Sixteen, yeah, something like that.
1: And think about think about the the rotating cast of characters around him. What was the especially, identity especially late of the in his career? Yes, I mean, my goodness, some kind of consistency. Also, get an offense that's like you know, current
3: Joe, you can't play like everybody else consistency and then want Garrick on and Joe Judge gone. And I want to get consistent after
1: these idiots leave, they're not good, and you know, they're not good,
3: okay? But then the next guy comes in and struggles because he's got I mean, it's the same team. And then, oh, well, you just said later, they're so talented
1: that they should be great. Well, maybe a better coach with a confused. healthy team
3: could do something with them. I agree. I'm not. I'm not on the coach. Well, wagon. He's right. Or a worse coach is going to get them. Why before. would you hire a worse coach? Look what they've done the past three They
0: coaches with no experience. That's what they've done. Maybe, That's the issue.
1: <laughs> maybe they do this instead of hiring a GM from the 50s. Maybe you hire a GM who's fresh with, with some insight. And then maybe you go out and hire a veteran coach.
0: How about a Maybe coach? that would work. The Giants just need a complete culture shift. You talk about a team, like you said, they preach discipline. And, and you haven't been disciplined, but yet you traded probably your best no. weapon in the last 10 years because of
1: there this. Call, been a culture call shift to
0: Tony coach. Dungy
1: and see if you can get him to come coach this football team.
3: There, there be has sure. been a culture shift with Judge. The, the, with Shermer yeah, and McAdoo, this team was quitting on. Everyone, players were quitting on this team left the, and right. The, right they and are are and they're shoot themselves in the foot, but they're competing in every game. That, yeah, because ben, ben, this this That's because Judge has this team 11 That's something Ben McAdoo couldn't <laughs> sure do. Mcadoo
0: was bad. The team was still bad, he went eleven and five. That's the, that, that's what we're trying to get a point. You have a better team. You have a better roster now, and you can't get past five wins. This is part of the issue that Joe is pointing out. Mcadoo was a worse coach who probably had a worse roster and found a way to go eleven and five. So uh, you can't Joe have it both issue. ways, Jace. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Isaiah. You're right. It's either they're very talented and the coaching sucks, or the coaching is really good and. The players are just good enough to win two games. So, which uh, is it?
3: I, I think it's. I think it, this it is. is a, I think this
1: is a really talented team. That's that's obviously hampered by injuries, but everybody's hampered by injuries. You got to figure out ways to win football games. When you coach to not lose, you're going to lose. Especially when you're not used to pulling out wins. Especially when you're too conservative with a quarterback who were all still like, well, maybe, probably, let him go. Let him do it.
3: I don't understand this. All right. But, I mean, that comes back to a, a, a conversation we had weeks ago. Is that more on Garrett or Judge, the conservative play call? Because it's more on Garrett. On I, Jason I Garrett.
1: You could fire yeah. him, too. Take him and Judge and fire them how, both. How can you keep you blaming Garrett? Garrett he's saying.
0: got nothing to worry about. I
1: mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't have
0: healthy receivers. He doesn't have a healthy running back. He's got a different offensive line Daniel every Rome's week. Coach. He's calling what he can call. He's
3: keeping them in games. Chase. He's not Chase. calling the right players. And also, look it's, at it's, Dallas. Look at how Dallas has changed since Jason Kerr Okay, you, out of
0: you, there. Dallas, again, is a different he machine. Sucks. Dallas has a great offensive line. The Giants have players like yeah. Matt Pert, who played last year and still doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there when he gets on the field. It doesn't make sense. You can't have okay. linemen who've been in the system for two and three years that don't know what they're doing. What is Shane Lemieux doing? Mm-mm. He is terrible. He's hurt. Since he's got, Are we talking about the coaching or the good, whole line? And then he's been terrible since. You can't compare him to when they have a functional offensive line. They actually have a running back, and they probably have the best receiving core in the league. You can't compare them
2: to the Giants. Yeah, but Jason Garrett had that, and he didn't do anything. He didn't do he didn't anything. Do anything. Jason Garrett,
0: you, you can get with mediocrity. Jason Garrett, that, that team made the playoffs when he was there. They made the playoffs numerous times under yeah, Jason Yeah, they, Garrett they as should coach. have been
3: competing. We have not made the playoffs under out. Joe Judge. <laughs> we have not. Because we're in so the of a ring, How could you be?
0: If anything, I hate to say it, Jason Garrett might be the better coaching option than Joe okay. Judge. At least he has All coaching right. experience. At least he knows what to do out there. He's taken a team to the playoffs. He's handled two. He's handled two minute situations. I'm sure Dak Prescott has two minute drive wins under Jason Garrett. Daniel Jones doesn't have a, t- a second half win, comeback win. He doesn't have. I, yeah, he, I think does. he got one against the Bronx or the Buccaneers. All right, but you, you me, said all those really guys are out. It was a
3: shootout. It, it, with you, when you don't have anyone healthy, I mean, that affects he's... the quarterback a lot more than the play caller. So, uh, all right, let's move on. We could talk yeah, just about, arguing this about this We're not about no. yes. The fact that the yeah. needs
0: to change, but he need to get healthy before they'll get better.
3: All right, let's talk about this week coming back to metlife to take on the raiders i mean this raiders team the it, it's just wild first all the john gruden stuff now all the henry Rugg stuff losing your your leading receiver he's leading them in receiving yards right now uh to a uh, to a DUI, and uh he might never i mean he may never play another down of football or at least on oh, the cowboys oh, will sign him don't worry. i was going to say the cowboys will sign him <laughs> Probably, probably, you know, but, you uh, know,
1: you done messed up though when the Raiders cut you quick. You know what yeah. I mean? Because the Raiders are another trash organization. They don't <laughs> generally care about that sort of thing. I was shocked that they cut him so quick.
3: He's doing 160 uh, miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow! Well, but Joe, can the Raiders rally around this like they rallied around uh, John Gruden getting booted to pull off an emotional win against the Giants?
1: Well, listen, unlike the Chiefs, the Raiders are actually a good football team, and they have definitely responded under the adversity that they faced. And uh, it seems as if they they didn't skip a beat when Gruden left. And I don't think this Henry Ruggs thing is going to be a big problem because, see, what happens on other teams is when your star player is out, especially at a receiver spot, somebody else just steps in big. Somebody like Hunter Renfro will, will, will step up and have a huge game. Because that's what other teams do. That's how you prepare your team. You have depth on your team so that when somebody else... Because it's, it's a violent game. Guys get hurt a lot. You need to have depth and guys ready to go. The Raiders will do that. Because that's it's the kind
3: of organization they're running. Dude, that's, that's an extra prepared little... Speech there, Joe. I'm not going to accept not, that. Cause... Not an extra prepared. Yes, it I'm, is. I,
1: I'm simply cool. saying. I'm simply saying that they'll respond the way they've been responding to adversity. Whereas the Giants will have a couple of guys out and they'll fall apart like they always do. Okay. This is just an extension of the conversation we were just having. Honestly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Zay, can the Giants get the dub at home? You
0: won't believe you won't, I'm actually I actually think they're gonna win this. believe it or not. And I, I just think in just Giants faction, they'll go out here and win a game. They have no business winning at all. And they'll go out after last Monday, where they probably should have won that game, they'll go out and win this game handily, probably knowing the Giants. Um but the Raiders will probably win this. Oh, yeah. I,
1: I... You know what, Zay? It's funny you say that because I almost took the Raiders in my suicide pool for this week. And then I thought to myself, wouldn't it be just like the Giants to lose to the Chiefs and then go and beat the Raiders? That that, 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 that would happen to the Giants. That's definitely a Giants kind of thing. That's why I,
0: I didn't take them in the suicide. Yeah, no, it's a Giants type of thing, but I do think the Raiders would probably still win it because they're obviously a better overall team. Josh Jacobs is still playing great, and Derek Carr obviously is, it's actually, pretty good, you know. I, I was a huge David Carr fan, but Derek Carr is definitely definitely he's gonna join the ship too. He might get up there with a uh, with Mike White. He's definitely the
1: best car, he's right, best, right, the best quarterback never, in that in the yeah. Carr family.
2: Uh, hey, David Carr's got a guy. David he Carr's a Texas man. legend. I don't know
0: what you're talking about,
1: but
2: anyway, got a ring
0: with the Giants, <laughs>
3: yeah, you got one yeah, too. That is true, but uh, yeah, you no, that- named the other first round pick to get a ring in the past like 20 years. Eli. First-round pick, quarterback? I mean, first overall pick. That's my bad. First Eli. overall pick. Quarterback. To get a ring. Eric Fisher. Sean, who's going to win this game?
2: Eric F- of wait, cor- wait. Of wait, course. Wait, it- what? what team <laughs> what is, is he? An uh, question. <laughs> what? But, uh, the Chiefs? I'd I somewhat agree with uh, Zay. I, I think that this is the time of year when the Giants are off to a terrible start after, you know, it would be halfway through the season if we are in the 16-game season, but pretty much halfway through the season. And this is, you know, it, it comes in November, and this is when the Giants start to win meaningless games, when, you know, it already should be, you know, obviously teams don't want to tank, and I don't like, I'm not a fan of tanking, but it should be a time when the Giants should just kind of lay back. I mean, all their players are injured anyways, but this is when they go out and win many meaningless games, so... I could see it happening. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a close game. I think that Ruggs, uh I, I think it's going to hurt them because they have no other deep threat, uh, really. Hunter Renfro is a good possession, you know, third down guy, but they don't really have a lot of deep threats. Darren Waller's questionable right now. So I think, I think this uh, Raiders offense is going to suffer a little bit with no deep threat, um, especially Derek Carr being a good, deep throw passer so uh, the only thing I'm really worried about is on the defense side of the ball for the Raiders is Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby they've been really good pass rushing duo and uh, obviously you know with Nat- Nate Solder and Matt Pear out there I don't trust those two guys even though they've held up decent uh, except for that last drive against the Chiefs so but I, I think this Giants offense is going to have success other than that I think that their secondary isn't that great and as long as they get maybe Kadarius Toney back um, maybe if Slayton uh, learns how to play football again that uh we can have some success on offense so and it's a game that the raiders obviously the better team but this is just what the giants do i think they win meaningless games so i think the giants will actually pull it off i'm kind of a Zay here but uh i think it'll be a close game and the giants will uh, end up winning it but who knows at this point we're just being optimistic i feel you sean which is I, a It's fans. just the, the Giants <laughs> always do this every year. That In November, December, they win games where they have no business doing it after a terrible start. And then they end up getting into like the mid 10s or a pick or, or draft pick around the 10s when they could easily have like a top three or five pick. So it's what the Giants do. Well, we know do. what
0: to do with it anyway. We, we take a running back who's never going to play.
3: <laughs> well, probably. <I, laughs> this game. It is winnable, and it's all going to come down to the O-line. Because like you said, Sean, Crosby and Gakwe have and beastly. if they can keep Daniel Jones – I mean, I don't even think they necessarily need to keep Daniel Jones. I think Daniel they have to give Daniel Jones the green light to run a lot, lot more. It's like you said weeks ago, Joe, Daniel Jones is a lot closer to, to uh, Lamar Jackson than he is like a Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Because, I mean, this dude can run – they, they need to greenlight him on that a lot more because I mean especially last week look he they they definitely made it a focus to hit, hit the checkdown guy there were a lot of plays where Daniel Jones could have gone for more but he just end up hitting Devin Booker with the checkdown so I think I, I think it's gonna come down to to Joe judge and uh Jason Garrett making that a focus because I, I, I think it, like I said week one. With the Ravens against the, the Raiders, Lamar Jackson was able to, to do his thing, even though they lost. But when you have, when your two best edge rushers, when your two best pass rushers are your edge rushers, and, and you can just have your like your tackles, like they, they don't even need to be there. They just need to force them upfield. That, that creates lanes. And if Daniel Jones can read those lanes, pick them apart, he can get five, six, seven yards at a time, rushing even more than ten. I I think the Giants can hold on to the football, sustain drives, and get it going, and then eventually set up the plays through the air. But that's the key to the Giants winning this game, and I think they get it done. This has been a much different team than the, the Rams and Cowboys game. I think they continue the momentum. Yeah, it sucks that 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 game sucked last week, but they were still they were supposed to go out there and lose by ten, and they they it was a three point game. So I think yeah. they still ca- carry that momentum. I think they bring it to the Raiders at home and they get the dub because I, you're losing your your you're your best wide receiver in the Raiders. You're losing your guy who, who's lean your team in receiving and that's going to affect them. Yeah. Hunter Ro- Renfro's all right, but he, he's not a Henry Ruggs. He, he, he can't make the plays. Henry Ruggs can. Can he do some great, great stuff in, in the red zone and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, he can. But I, I the only thing... Are you trying to convince me that he's going to be a that he's going to do well? He's, I don't know not, what you're saying. He, he can't make the same plays Henry Ruggs again. You can't make yeah, those yeah. big plays. He's a great route runner. He can beat yeah. some guys here and there. But uh, For the Raiders, I, I think the big thing is, is let Henry Ruggs has been their leading receiver. So if Daniel, I mean, if Derek Carr can get back to Darren Waller and, and get that going, I think it's going to be a long night for the Giants. But I, I think they can do that. I think they can hold down, slow it down. And Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's he's been banged up. But, I mean, he he's doing all right, but he isn't doing anything spectacular. So, I, I think, like I said last week, and it almost came true, the Giants, they need to keep the Raiders to field goals. And, and I have faith on this offense to score on this Raiders defense. So, they need to get into the end. The Giants need to get into the end zone and force the Raiders to kick field goals, and they win this game along with Daniel Jones run run the football because so that's plan, something they've shined in.
0: Your game plan is limit them to field goals and risk your quarterback who was just a concussion protocol two weeks ago. I love it, I love it. Let's just yeah, go I mean, and run him. Let's just go run him to death.
3: <laughs> he's a beast. He there's a reason why he's leading this team in rushing yards. Yes, they stink.
0: Yeah, that, it's not a because good thing good. that our quarterback leads the team in rushing yards. We point that out as a bad. Are you, are you, you gonna a,
3: put that against a, the Ravens?
0: It's a great compliment. They're playing great football. Yeah, we're talking again. When you talk about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson running, you talk about a completely different style of running compared to Daniel uh, Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones is a more physical downhill. He has. To, he likes to make contact. Lamar doesn't want to get hit. He likes to slide. He likes to make you list. You know, it's a lot different. There's less risk on the Lamar Jackson side, in my opinion, because of his athleticism. Whereas Daniel Jones just takes too many hits. And that's why he was out with concussion protocol.
3: So to put him in that position over and over again is it's risky. No, because, I mean, I, I don't want conservative play on I want them to call the plays to win the football game. And if Dan- Daniel Jones... Has to be mobile. Daniel Jones has to be able to run with it for us to win football games. That's plain and simple.
1: Can I tell you the difference, too, between Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones? You mentioned they're both the leading rusher for their team. The difference is uh, Lamar literally leads that team in rushing attempts as well. Daniel Jones is third on the Giants in rushing attempts. And imagine
3: what he can do if he what that speaks to
1: is the fact that Barkley and Booker, who have more carries than him on the season, have combined really for garbage uh, and barely combined, have more yards than uh, does Daniel Jones and have both rushed for the same amount of touchdowns uh, as Daniel Jones. That's two for all of them on the ground.
0: That's not good. It's not good at all. But you bring up a good idea. I got an idea. We move Kadarius Toney, to quarterback, Daniel Jones, the running back, and we go from there because he threw a great pass last week.
2: Why not? Former quarterback. Yeah, he threw a dot to Shepard. Hey, might
3: couple of Dante Pettis great pass.
2: Might as well try something new. Nothing's working point. anyways.
3: All right. All right. What so <laughs> like... uh, I mean, we, we were, we're almost on now. are on the Giants. I know it's a Giants show, but uh, we need to take a break relax and then come back and we'll talk we'll recap a little bit of the trade deadline around the leap but first here's a word from one of our sponsors it's
1: been a pretty wet summer in connecticut and that means more mosquitoes than ever if you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailor Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one size fits all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry leading consumer rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com. This get to schedule an appointment
3: with Wade DeCesare... ...and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you check them out. MosquitoShieldCT.com. And if you tell them, John, about the G-Men... ...and Clovercrest Media sent you... ...they'll hook you up with a discount... ...for this upcoming spring. And, boys... ...yesterday was the trade deadline... And I mean, I know football trade deadlines a lot of pretty slow compared to the other sports. But also last night, we just saw a team in the Atlanta Braves use the trade deadline to get to the World Series and win the World Series. And <laughs> an team in the NFL that made a big move as the Los Angeles Rams traded for Von Miller. Joe, is this a trade? that they can use like the Braves did to propel them to a Super Bowl?
1: Probably. <laughs> I mean,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I I, I
1: feel like, um, first of all, kudos to the Rams for not caring about draft picks because I think if you watched any draft in the last 50 years, you would understand that uh, there are no guarantees. Um, no, I'm with the you weeks. there. I get it. I do get it. No, you're right. But if you draft well and you have an obvious need, you you put yourself in a much better position. And the less needs you have, the better. Listen, you know, if, if you're the Rams, yeah, why not expend all draft picks? Who cares? If you can plug in a veteran who's gonna produce, who's gonna complement your defense and make you a better team? Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh yeah, I definitely think the Rams were obviously already a favorite to win the Super Bowl. I definitely think this is going to put them uh, a step closer. Although I still think between the Cardinals and the Bucks and the Packers, and I hate to throw in there the Cowboys, but um, this helps. This is still no guaranteed thing though for the Rams. As good as Matthew Stafford's been.
3: Yeah, I mean you just threw out all the real names there. Where where do you see the names dropper? In? what I do. (laughs) I mean, where do you see the Rams (laughs) fitting in with those teams? At the top of the NFC. I think right now they're probably at the
1: top, but I mean, halfway through, I don't want to commit to anything yet, but this helps. I like the way they're playing and uh, they obviously got some big games down the stretch, including another game with Arizona where we'll separate the men from the boys. And if Uh, I'm doing that, I want Von Miller on my side helping me. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. Definitely. Zay, where do you see the Rams fitting in a top NFC? Are they right there? Are they at the top right first now? Thing,
0: first things first, I ask that we never mention the Braves ever again. <laughs> when I don't even know why you would bring that up. You know where that hits. I don't even know why you bring that up. <sighs> but I do think this makes them uh, – I think it helps raise the bar. They were already, in my opinion, probably one of the top three teams already in the league. So any player that you can help make your team better, I guess that's a great thing. I wish the Giants were thinking like that and got rid of their two draft picks and maybe brought in a Vaughn Miller to help our pass rush. But we're not thinking like that. So I think this is a great move for the Rams. Um, do I think it automatically makes them win? I, the game's still got to be played, obviously. And we still got to see how it you know, goes down the season. Is Vaughn Miller still hurt? I believe. No, he's not hurt. Excuse me. It was Chubb that was hurt, correct? It was Chubb that yeah. yeah. Vaughn Miller was hurt last year, previously. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah, you can help them out. You good bounce back. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not going to sit here and praise the Rams on my team sucks. So, but uh, it's a great move for them. <laughs> it's hard for me to give some other team kudos while my team is making terrible moves. But, yeah, it's a great
3: move for them. Yeah, all right. Sean, how do you see
2: the Rams in the NFC right now? I, I agree. I think they're at the top. I think they're number one. Um, I think it's between them, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Bucks. Um, I would put the Packers in there, but they just lose in the NFC Championship every year anyways, so it doesn't matter even if they get there. But... Yeah, I mean, this definitely it's makes the, this defense even better. I mean, if you put Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and not just them two, but Leonard Floyd on the other side, who's going to be getting a bunch of one-on-ones. Uh, that most of them are going to be getting one-on-ones. Maybe Aaron Donald will still get double teamed in the interior, but they're going to have a lot of pass rushing opportunities. You have Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams at the back end. I mean, this this defense that wasn't the same defense as last year just got a whole lot better. Uh, obviously, their offense is super dynamic with the way that Matthew Stafford is playing. Cooper Cup looks like the best receiver in football as of right now. So, I mean, this Rams team, I I, I think it's I think you have to put them at the top. I mean, until the Buccaneers lose, it's hard to say that. Uh, you know, obviously because they're uh, the reigning champion, but the Rams. I mean, they they beat them pretty good when they played and uh and the Buccaneers I mean they have a couple upsetting losses this year even last week to the Saints so I I think this Bucks team is definitely still right there but I, I I think I'd give the edge to the Rams and I I don't think I'm gonna forget about the Cardinals either though because even though they had that tough loss on Thursday night I, I still think they're right there and um JJ Watt the the loss of him definitely hurts but they still have other good pass rushers with uh Marcus Golden, Chandler Jones, if he ever decides to show up after week one, uh, would definitely help that team out. So I think it's those three at the top. And then the Cowboys, as much as I hate to say it, like Joe, um, they're they're a really good team. Uh, their defense has way over exceeded expectations right now, and that, that offense is lethal. If Dak comes back healthy with no problems with his calf, they're definitely right there too. But I'd put Rams number one after this move.
3: Damn, I, I mean, they're definitely up there, but I'm I... – I, I'm still going to say the NFC East – I mean, the NFC is still pretty open because, I mean, all these teams it's at the top – It's definitely still
2: wide open. <laughs>
3: yeah, all, all these teams at the top, they, they haven't really proven all, all, all that much. I mean, the Cowboys, they're playing a terrible schedule. They're, they're In the rest of their uh, season, they only have th- three more teams above 500 to play. So I don't know how good they're actually going to be until it hits playoff time and they're in that environment. The Rams, Matthew Stafford's only won two playoff games his whole career. So Won the Lions. I I, I understand that, but, I I mean, they they still had Ndamukong Su in his prime and Calvin Johnson, and he could only win two. So, I I mean, I I get that that this is a lot better than what he had, but still when it comes down to uh, like an NFC championship game, can you trust him to really make – a, a play will lead them down the field to score? I, I don't necessarily know. And then, I mean, the, the Cardinals, they, they've been great. I've praised them all season long. That defense has really stepped up. Uh, but Kyler Murray's banged up right now, and Cliffs Kingsbury, I mean, he, he – I, I feel like they're at the, the best when Kyler Murray's just out there just throwing the ball, not really listening to the coach, and – I mean, he's just a terrible play caller. So I, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad of a fan of Cliff Kingsbury. I think he can hurt him against some of these top coaches. Like, I don't see they, – they beat the Rams, but in a playoff setting, I don't see Cliff Kingsbury out-coaching out, get, out coaching Sean McVay or LaFleur or, uh, or uh, Arians. I just don't see that happening. And, and uh, like you said, Sean, the – the the Packers Aaron Rodgers is great till it gets to the NFC championship so we'll see there it's still wide open I I still think the Bucks are at the top even though they struggled last season they struggled they had the loss to the Bears they had the loss to the Saints and they still came out there and Tom Brady got everything in check so I'm just gonna still ride with Tom Brady because I I mean there are still while all these teams are great there are still flaws and I think we will see those flaws magnified by a thousand especially when it gets playoff time but uh i mean playoff time's a long ways away but i'm still super excited for it because it's going to be fun i mean I, I feel like this is kind of a shift cuz i mean the past couple of seasons we've, we've been talking how good is the afc you got the bills the ravens the 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 chiefs Jeez. the all, all these teams fighting for the top, and now now the NFC's really starting to take take a hold of that. So uh, I, I'm intrigued. It should be fun. But, uh, yeah, th- that's going to do it. Uh, I do think Von Miller is going to help, though. I mean, th- it's going to be great. Uh, I do fear, though, that, uh, I mean, he, he, he played great. He was the defensive player of the month in September. So he's been good, but... I mean, if he can stay healthy, I think he can really, really help this team, especially down the line. But I mean, I mean, you, you want to criticize the Giants for all their players being uh, having injuries? I think you can have a, a similar conversation about Von Miller. So, but we'll see. I, I'm excited uh, to see to see the Rams play and see what they can do with Von Miller because that defense is already one of the best in the league, and you're throwing on. Von Miller to it, so should be interesting. But we're gonna move on to best bets. But first, you gotta bet responsibly. And if you need help with that, call JPEX Financial Group.
1: Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies doing the planning and managing of your financial educational and investment needs we help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies you deserve a personal tailored plan lasting meaningful and open relationships are the foundation of our practice you've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. All
3: right, let's get into Best Pets. First off, I got to apologize to Zay. Uh, Last week, I screwed him over. I gave him a loss when he should have had a a win. Because, I mean, uh, he texted me the Broncos or It was plus two. The Browns or something like that. He texted me plus four, but the actual line was plus two. So was I got three.
0: confused. I said plus three. It was Whatever. All right,
3: but yeah. So all right. Now, uh, I mean, we all got wins last week. We've been, we've been picking it up pretty well. We're all above five hundred. So good for us. I mean, Sean, you still got that lead, but it's still only a one game lead over Joe and Zay, and a one and a half game lead over myself. So it's close, it's close, it's close, but uh, all right, let's get into it. And I, I got to say, I am flaming hot right now with my bets. Aww. UFC, UFC, I killed it last week. And then uh, uh, I, I had the Giants last week. That made me some money, plus 10, easy. And then I had a short little parlay on posting up that, uh, that hit as well. So I'm hot. And I'm sticky. I'm gonna stay hot. Browns plus two and a half. The Odell Beckham news. He just uh, left the team, and because he is a cancer, he's a terrible player. He makes this team worse. What did Baker Odell Mayfield? do? He makes this team worse when His he's dad out did on the, the video. The, listen, I ain't do nothing this time. <laughs> when he when he's out there, Baker Mayfield, terrible quarterback. Just loves to just force him the football. Apparently. The Browns' identity is running <laughs> yeah, it's the football. The According to his father's video, it's the opposite. That's part of the issue. That, that, that's why. That's why he feels like he has to force it to him. Because when he, if it's a play where that that Odell doesn't get uh uh the the if it goes like three plays and Odell doesn't get a pass towards him, you get you got complaining and stuff. It's ridiculous. They're a better football team. They don't need wide receivers. You got two solid running backs. Just run the football. And the Bengals, you lost to the freaking Jets. That's atrocious. And the Bengals' O-line is still bad. They, they, they've stepped up in some games. I I will say that. But Miles Garrett will eat this O-line up. Uh, yeah, I just think the Browns get it done. Uh, Bengals have played great, but, yeah, I just think styles make fights and the Browns stylistically match up very, very well with the Bengals, especially on the defensive end. I think Miles Garrett's going to eat, like, three sacks at least. Uh, so, yeah, I have the Browns plus two and a half, road dogs getting it done against the Bengals. And, but I, I will say my original best bet, Sean kind of stole from me, Cardinals, minus one and a half at the Niners. They're going to get it done?
2: They are. uh, This one, it kind of feels like a trap because – I feel like the Cardinals should be favored way more than one and a half uh, against the Niners. The Niners, they've, they haven't been impressive this year. I mean, obviously, they have a good win against the Bears, but it's the Bears. Who cares? Uh, but, I mean, the Niners, I just I haven't been impressed by them. Uh, I mean, Debo Samuels really been the only bright spot for that team. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer there. The defense hasn't been the same uh, ever since that Super Bowl. And the Cardinals, I think they bounced back this week. Obviously, uh, upsetting loss against the Packers. So I, I think it's going to be a huge bounce back win, um, and it, it's getting almost too easy at this point, Six and two. I mean, I I know you guys are close, but I, I you could you could pretty much call this race over. Uh, my two losses: I was, Cardinals Titans, the over week one lost by one point. The other loss, I bet in the Lions, made a mistake. Never bet in the Lions again. They suck. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to lose again this year. I'm just it's riding hot. <laughs>
3: oh shit! All right, but uh, I mean. The, the Niners, their only wins, the Browns, Eagles, and Lions. The, the, none of
2: those are They're, impressive. The and good. they have yet to win at home this season. So That's why I, when I saw this line, I was like, eh, it might be – same thing with the Chargers-Eagles. I almost picked that, but it, it seemed too much. But I I have trust in the Cardinals. The Niners aren't that good of a team. Anybody see that Rams-Texans BS, by the way? I, I bet on the Rams, plus 16, or minus 16 and a half. Yeah, yeah, crazy huh? Also how that valid. works out.
1: <laughs> I, I I tell you right now, uh, to me, the NFL is so shady at times. I, I've seen that happen so many times, and I'm sorry to say, it really does beg the question, that was a really specific number. And for the Rams to sit there and let the Texans put those points in there and get that game to where it was. Yeah, I'm just saying that hey, is awfully mean, suspicious it's that's not, not the first time I've seen that happen I mean
3: 16 and a half is a big number I mean it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to beat a team by that much in the NFL these are these are all professionals but speaking of big well, numbers so
1: scoring 22 points in a game as the Texans yes. did that's a weird thing to do Twenty two. scored had they only scored 21 points uh you realize it would have covered <laughs> weird <Just laughs> Yeah. a weird I'm telling you right now, though, and I and I and I do. As gambling becomes a bigger part of the NFL, I think teams really have to continue to play all the way through the afternoon, because I think you start pulling guys out. I I do think you're going to start, and they're getting very cozy with all these these gambling sites. You're this is it, it's not a good look
3: for this sport at all. I like it. Uh, it happens all the time, even in college football. I Joe mean, just takes this off yeah. the Yeah, backdoor covers go. all the time. But Joe, yeah, are the Cowboys gonna gonna get backdoor covered next week? You think, don't think big so? Big numbers.
1: They're gonna win by nine and a half points. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck?
3: Uh,
1: yeah, the Cowboys uh, giving ten to the Broncos. That's great. the The Cowboys are playing as well as anybody in the league is right now. So I have every reason to think that this this won't be a thing. I think they they could probably blow this team up by 15, 18, 20 points.
0: Wait a minute.
1: See, I I, I think they can. that defense is a is a lot uh, is is a lot worse than it was yesterday. Would yeah. you all agree
3: that Broncos yeah. team? they just trade away their best player. So, yeah. But uh, I, I do think the, if that's healthy, yeah, this is easy. But, I mean, if Cooper Rush has to come in, I, I don't think he can rekindle the magic from uh, su- Sunday night. Uh, I'm sorry. He, I would even put went to my money guys. on
1: him before I put my money on Matt White or Mike White. Yes. yes. Mike
3: White. Matt White's a friend of mine. My bad. Mike White. Yeah. But, I mean, th- that's just – picking out two of the fattest pigs in the, in the barn. Like, you're going to be good regardless. But, uh, Zay, <laughs> Steelers, six and a half versus the Bears. Monday night game. I don't know. Yeah. um, Steelers, obviously, are
0: one of the best teams in the AFC. They've been quietly consistent. They don't do much. You don't hear much about them, but they're quietly floating under the radar, and they're still winning games here and there, and, They'll probably find a way to sneak into the playoffs and get in the playoffs like they always do in a very tough division. But again, they're playing the Bears. And I don't think the Bears really have anything offensively. Defensively, they're okay. I just don't see any way the Steelers can lose. Like I said, I think the Steelers are probably one of the upper echelon teams in the AFC right now. And I like I said, I just don't see a way for the Steelers to lose to the Bears. I don't see it possible. I don't think the Bears have anything for them. They have nothing at quarterback. Receiver. They have nothing at receiver. They have no run game. Khalil Hilbert got, got hurt again. He was really running good for them, but now he's out the game, and there goes my fantasy team again. So now I got to remove things. So, um, yeah, I don't see the Bears being able to pull this over. No running back, no quarterback, no receivers. Basically.
3: See, I mean, the, the Bears defense is still pretty good, so I, I think it could be. Now, yeah, going to run. You gonna take He's going to run, run them apart. Uh I mean, I don't know. I think this, this is. I mean, it, like how, like you wouldn't be surprised if the if the Giants beat beat the the Raiders. I think the Bears are like as the same. Like you, you count them out, and they just pull like a weird weird win out of their ass. It, it makes no sense. But hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I not touch this game. It's scary for me. Like I don't. The Bears are weird. So I think. The
0: I think Justin Fields' best game was probably last week. And,
1: uh, wait, you're was. taking the Steelers, giving six to the Bears. Yeah. Awesome. I think, I think they're gonna blow them out. Should close that. the gap between you and I.
3: <laughs> we'll see. There is no gap. You're tied.
1: Oh, well, uh, it should. Uh, uh, you want to <laughs> help me to the top? Hey, hey, let's uh, get to this other thing I'm winning at. Are you? Ah! Ah. yeah
0: yeah you took yeah. The lead from Zane yeah, incredible incredible with the decod. bed on Thursday he decided he did, the whole team decided they weren't going to play on Thursday
1: yeah dude it's funny he and uh he and uh, uh Kyler combined for uh, about 16 and a half points that was awesome that was really great I had them both in yeah. fantasy as you as you know and uh, good yeah. good time to good time to score almost as many points as Justin Herbert did
3: yeah, I mean, Sean, dude, the running backs are are you're doing great with those, brother. I'm I mean, I'm sneaking back in a bad, little bit, but the, the run backs have really saved you. Did Sean miss a week or did he? <laughs>
1: Pick one of your picks from last year, like a Colt McCoy pick. What happened, Sean? He's
2: started all so from- far back. He picked Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, I'm a lot closer than I. You, you must have been missing the last couple weeks. I was down like ninety <laughs> points a couple weeks ago. Now I'm <laughs> only down like. Yeah, 50. he just broke a hundred like two weeks ago. So who's he been picking?
1: Oh, you doing all the running backs? He picked Kenny. Oh no, 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 he's been winning are, with the
2: running backs. Or doing? Oh, he, he was doing poorly with the QBs. QBs, receivers. I, I picked D-Hop. He got me, like, 10 points. I picked Stefan Diggs. He got me, like, 8 points. Tell me about it, D-Hop. Only got you 10 points. Tell me about it. The D-Hop <laughs> curse. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a rough – it was a rough start. So, I'm picking strictly running backs now, and it's been been working out. So, yeah, got to keep the trend With Austin Eckler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, he's been – he's only had one down game this year. Obviously, he gets a lot of the receiving work uh, for the Chargers as well as –
3: Hmm. Just freezes there, but uh, yeah. I, I I mean I get what he was saying. Uh, I mean, and Justin Herb is playing great. I mean, the Eagles, they, they stink. They they stink. So yeah, Austin Eckler's is a great pick. But Joe, I mean, Stefan Diggs hurt hurt Sean week one, but you're going with him against the Jags. But you've been terrible against the Jags. I will say that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad he had to throw that ball in. He just wasn't going to let you no, run because you were I haven't done, Jags.
1: I haven't done anything against the Jags. Okay. So don't blame me for this. There was like um, a four week
3: stretch where you just kept targeting them.
1: Yeah. It was uh, not a good plan. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, look, I think uh, Stefan Diggs has a huge week here against a pretty porous uh, Jaguar secondary that doesn't pressure the quarterback enough. So. Should be a good day for Mr. Diggs. Also, that running game in Buffalo is still absolute garbage, as I point out each and every week.
3: Yeah, but against the Jags, both of them might throw up 100.
1: I rough. bet you Diggs has about 215 yards receiving in this game. Like something. What?
3: Not unless Mike White's throwing the ball. Not happening. It's not happening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm with you as far as wide receivers go there. So I got Michael Pittman Jr. against the Jets. Michael Pittman and uh, Carson Wentz really started to click uh, last week against the Titans. The two touchdowns were really favoring him uh, through the air, really starting to get it going. And and this is a guy I've been watching all year, waiting for him to take that step. Finally took that step last week, and, and I think he continues to roll against the Jets. And, I mean, you can say all you want about Mike White, but yeah, I mean th- that's going to regress, and the Jets are going to go back to being the Jets. And, and I think, uh, yeah, Michael Pittman's going to put up a lot of points, uh, a couple touchdowns, a lot of yards, and he's going to. And th- this Jets team is going to make Carson Wentz look like, uh, what was it 2017, 2016? Carson Wentz, and he was the, in the running for MVP. So yeah, yeah, I, I think Michael Pittman's going to light it up. So when Carson Wentz is walking out in the second quarter with an injury, what are you going to say? No, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think either <laughs> Eaton, uh, Easton or Ellen ger could, could get Michael Pittman going. But, all right, Zay, you're the only one that picked the quarterback this week. You got Dak.
0: The return of Dak. Yeah, this hurts to even pick a Cowboy player. But I need a win to get back in the lead, and what better play to do it than a Cowboy player? And Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, obviously, has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league when healthy. He obviously has the best receiving core around him. He has a great offensive line. And that run game is finally starting to come back. I'm still not 100% sold on Zeke, but he's starting to make improvements. And he's looking a lot better than Saquon Barkley has for us, so there's not much to complain there. But if everything can click the way it has, Dak Prescott can continue to do what he can do. And in the beginning of the season, we did our preseason fantasy guys,
2: and I said C.D. Lamb would be a top – Receiving guy, you guys laughed at me. I mean, mm. no, 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 no. You said he's he's mm. a top 10 receiver in the I league. I oh. said he will be a top 10 receiver. I said, no, that's why he was a top 10. No, no, a top no, no, 10. No. I said he
0: will be a top 10 receiver. He's probably one right now. But again, you think he's no. the top receiver in the no, league? No, 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 no. He's probably, okay. he's definitely in the top five, though. He's definitely in the top five. CD Lamb is definitely a top five receiver, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, he, he, Sean, come on. You got to stop the hate, bro. You're close. The boy could The boy could bro. He, he's not
2: top five.
0: I would I would I would say he's close to, to taking Cooper out and Cooper's the lead dog, right? And I think Cooper's probably was the lead dog there, but
3: I oh, like I, I he's think better.
0: he's better than Cooper. That's for sure. I, I don't know why. No, I just like Wham. I'm sorry. I, I
2: feel like he's better. It's just my opinion. No, he's definitely he's better game. than Mari Cooper. I agree with that no, for sure. But, uh, Sean, since
3: you cut out, you, you want to rehash what you're saying about Austin
2: uh, Yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler going to go off. Eagles suck against running backs. He's going to get a lot, of, a lot of receptions, a lot of rushing yards, a couple TDs. So uh, the streak of running backs continues, and uh, my boy Austin Eckler going to get it done.
3: Damn. All right. I, I like those. I think we all pick pretty well. You know, should be a fight for who's going to be on top next week. But uh, speaking the next week, that's gonna do it for John about the G-men. And next week is the Giants' bye week, so you know what that means—the bye week awards. We don't get to cry.
0: Oh, bye week awards. Bye week (laughs)
3: awards. Who is going to be our mid-season MVP, defense player of the year, all that jazz, and the most prestigious and illustrious award in all of football? Giant of the year, who will be the mid season giant of the year? It's like garbage Stay man tuned. Year. <laughs> next week, Wednesday at six. Oh my gosh! Oh, that caught me off guard. But uh, all right, uh, thank you for Mosquito Shield and JPEG's financial group for sp- sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you check them out. And if you sign up uh, at Mosquito Shield CT for the spring, you can get a discount by saying John about the G Men and Clovercrest Media sent you, so make sure you check that out. Did Sanders just say Thomas? He hasn't played it two years. Hey, Ooh. Michael Thomas da, is not played that, 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 That's a conversation for another show. We'll get to it. Don't worry, Zay. We'll, we'll get to it. But uh, yeah, for myself, Big Jace, Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. That's gonna do it for John about the G Men. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks.
1: Witch. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn: The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann find all
3: these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.